Good morning, friends. Welcome to Speaking of Animals. I am your new host, Caitlin Holling, and I am the Community Outreach and Development Coordinator of the Flagler Humane Society. I am joined by my office partner, Freya, who is an adoptable dog here at the shelter. She's a seven-year-old female, and she's very cute. You can check her out on the website. And also by... Hello, everyone. (laughs) Good morning. My name's Colleen. I am the front office manager for Flagler Humane Society. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for having me. I love being here. <laughs> All right. So today we're going to talk about some animal-related things. This is speaking of animals. So the first thing we wanted to talk about is we want to do a quick PSA about feral or stray cats in our community. We have had like a large number of cats being surrendered lately, and we wanted to share that it's actually best to leave cats over four months old alone unless they are injured or they seem abnormally friendly and like they could be a lost pet. Pet cats are much more likely to find their way home rather than if they were brought to a shelter. Statistically, less than 2% of the cats that are brought to shelters get claimed by their owners. So they get found a lot easier if you um, ask around or post them on social media or just let them be and let them find their way home. And that's a good point, Caitlin. Also, too, when you're saying people find kittens that are really small and it is, even though it seems counterintuitive if you leave them there the mom usually nine times out of ten will come and get them Uh, she could be hiding from you uh, just waiting to come pick up her kittens so if you see kittens that are very young i would give it a couple hours maybe six to eight hours if the kittens are still in place then you may step in and, and bring them to a shelter or to get some help but just give them a chance to let the mom come forward and and get them because no one can take better care of kittens than than their mom. Yes, exactly. Good point. When placed in a shelter or rescue environment, the cats don't do well when they're not um, pets or if they're feral cats, so it's best to leave them outdoors. Um, We do TNR, which stands for Trap, Neuter, and Return, and they do work to control their populations so they don't keep breeding. Um, We have TNR on Wednesdays. Yes, yes, we do, Kaylin. It's a great program that we offer for our community. We have TNR Wednesdays. It's every Wednesday. Uh, 8.30 is the drop-off time, and the protocol is as follows. The cat must be brought in in a trap. Uh, That's what determines a feral cat versus a house cat or a pet cat. You would bring it in on Wednesday at 8.30. The cats will get fixed and the rabies shots that are needed, and then you pick up your cat Uh, At the end of the day, same surgery day, and you can release it uh, on your property where it was found. Two cats per household. Uh, Just a side note, even though we do TNRs every Wednesday, however, the next two Wednesdays we will not be having our TNR clinic. We will resume regular TNR schedules on August the 16th. The prices uh, for TNRs, if you live within the Palm Coast uh, city limits, it's $25 per cat. Uh, Flagler Unincorporated, Flagler Beach, uh, Bunnell, areas like that, the Mondex, that price is $40. And outside the county is full fee, $80 for female spay and $60 for a male neuter. Awesome. Thank you so much. Sure. Okay. So the next thing I wanted to talk about was some helpful tips for the heat to protect your dog while it's so hot this month and this summer. 
Um, perfect dog weather means it's not too cold or it's not too hot outdoors for playing or walks or anything in between. So around 70 degrees Fahrenheit is usually the best temperatures for dogs. Anything around 85 degrees, which is pretty common here in Florida, is pretty elevated for dogs, most breeds. And we don't want to take our dogs out too long um, when we're experiencing those types of heat. Especially on pavement, like dark pavement, asphalt, you want to be really careful about walking them. You don't want to burn their paw pads or give them blisters or anything like that. Um, if you, we do need to walk them, of course, we do need to get our dogs exercise in. So it is important to get the exercise in. Um, so there are some things you can do to protect them if we do need to walk them on the asphalt or take them outside when it is a little hotter. Um, some of those things include using dog booties. Um, not every dog likes them, but you can try them, and maybe your dog will comply and let you protect their paws with cute little dog booties. Another thing is just avoid the asphalt. Try to stay on grassy areas, um, stay in shaded areas, or go out during hours that are not peak heat um, around after 5 p.m. or early in the morning before 10 a.m., Some signs of heat stress that you want to look out for, and if they do occur, you want to get them inside or even take them to the vet if it's persists and it doesn't resolve once you take them inside. Um, These things are nausea, vomiting, skin reddening, excessive drooling or panting, confusion, lethargy, or even a seizure. So make sure your dog isn't experiencing any of these side effects and take them to the vet if they are severe. Yeah, and just to touch touch base on, on that subject of heat in the summer too, Caitlin, is to make sure um, with your dog in the car. I know we like taking our dogs with us in the car on trips and things like that and so many places now that allow dogs. Um, some places still do not, so you want to be sure not to leave your dog in the car. Even if you say, I left the windows down, it's still extremely hot in the car even with the windows down and dogs don't. Uh, process heat through their bodies like we do so it is very dangerous and it doesn't take very long at all for your dog to start with heat stroke so just be wary of the weather uh, when taking your dog in the car and please do not leave your dog in the car under any circumstances uh, if the car is not on with the air running all right sticking with heat protection for the summertime for your pets and for your dog specifically we're gonna segue into protecting your dog at the beach and beach protection for your dog. Since we're so lucky to live in Florida and live right by the beach, we love taking our dogs to the beach and we're even luckier that we live in Flagler County and we have a beach friendly or a dog friendly beach in Flagler County. So lots of dogs go to the beach. Um, It is a little hot right now so there are some ways that we want to share with you so you can protect your dog and protect them from getting overheated or blisters on their paws anything like that um like we said before the dog booties things like that for their paws but also it's important to watch out for trash on the beach there's some glass sharp objects trash anything like that be careful of Um, It's also really important to pick up your dog's poop when you're on the beach. Parasites can spread diseases. That's never fun. 
Um, also, it's just not cool to have dog poop on the beach. No one wants to be on the beach. You know, we're all trying to experience a nice time. So it's always good to pick up poop and keep it clean for other beachgoers. Another big thing about safety at the beach is never letting your dog drink the salt water. Salt water is really bad for them, and it can dehydrate them very quickly due to the salt in the water, obviously. Uh, make sure you bring some fresh water for your dog. Some ice is even better to keep it cool because it'll probably melt pretty quickly. Um, and yeah, probably don't stay too long at the beach with your dog. Just a quick stay so they don't get too overheated, 30 minutes to an hour at the most. Um, but yes, you can definitely still enjoy the beach with your dog if you do it safely and take the right precautions. All right, so we covered some good topics that are um just in time with the season right now, uh, safety in the heat for your pets, as well as at the beach. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Thank you guys for being here. And we're going to segue into some recent news stories that are animal related here in Florida. Um, The first thing we're going to talk about is there's actually a town in Florida. It is Wilton Manors, Florida. Um, And they are having a lion head bunny problem, lion head rabbit problem. Domesticated rabbits were released there and they are breeding and loose and getting very overpopulated. Um, Groups have been working to round them up and try to spay and neuter them and get them adopted and not out in the wild, especially in Florida in the summertime. I'm not sure how they're doing out in this heat, but I hope they're doing okay. I'm going to need a TNR program for their rabbits. (laughs) Yes, they are going to need a TNR program for their rabbits. Um, they're not trying to euthanize them. They're just trying to get them out of their environment and adopted into nice homes. Um, they were once domesticated. So that's another important part. And that's another important note to point out that it's really dangerous to release domesticated animals into the wild, domesticated pets. If you no longer want a domesticated pet that you got from a pet store, even just a fish, it's really dangerous to release them out into the wild. Um, They can become invasive or dangerous or like these rabbits, they can easily get killed. You have out here and alligators. Um, It's pretty scary that they're out here. Um, I'm glad people are taking care of them and getting them taken care of. But yeah, that just shows that it is very dangerous to release domesticated animals out into the wild and not responsible or smart in any way. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Uh, That's how they have the um, next topic that you're going to bring up. (laughs) When you release uh, non-Indigenous animals into the environment, not only does it disrupt the, um, the biology of the area, but you're also... It's very dangerous. Yes, yeah. you're also um, in- interrupting the environment there, and um, they're feeding on animals that normally wouldn't be fed on. So it's exactly. it's very disruptive. Yeah. Um, the next topic we're going to move on to is actually about Burmese pythons down in South Florida, the Miami area. Burmese pythons, if you didn't know, are pets in the large reptile industry. They are docile pets, people have said. I've never owned one, but they say they're pretty docile, which makes them popular. 
Um, but they do grow very large. They can grow up to 23 feet, which is ginormous. Um, they are native from Asia, this um, swampy area of southern Asia. So they're not native here. They were pets that were brought here for the reptile pet industry, and then they, when they get too large or if they happen to be not as friendly or docile as they are advertised are, um, they are released. Um, just like the rabbits, they were irresponsibly released out into the wild, and then they start breeding and become invasive and become an issue. Um, we actually had a record-breaking vermicide python get caught this um, hunting season. It was a shocking 19 feet long. It was um, turned into the Big Cypress National Preserve, about 45 miles west of Miami for science conservation research. Burmese pythons are an invasive apex predator, which the state of Florida does encourage hunters to kill, and we do have a hunting season to help remove them from our ecosystem because they are dangerous. They can lay up to 100 eggs at a time, which is crazy, and it's hard to control their population when they breed. So it is hard to control them, and it is hard to get them out of our ecosystem now that they are an invasive species in Florida. But that is why we have hunters that go out there and try to control the population. Yes, they're very disruptive. They're feeding on the birds and animals that live, say, in the Everglades, and, and they are very disruptive to the ecosystem, and they're doing a lot of harm down there. So, yeah, just another example of why it's important to be responsible with the pets that you own and not release them out into the wild. Okay, and we are having some adoption events this weekend. So on Saturday today, um, July 29th from 5 to 8 p.m. at PetSmart in the Target Shopping Center, um, we are going to have an adoption event with some of our dogs and volunteers out front. We're going to be in some shade with some fans and water to keep our dogs cool. But come check us out and say hi and maybe adopt a new best friend while you're there. Um, and then on Sunday, July 30th, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., we'll be inside Pet Supermarket. Pet Supermarket's up by Chick-fil-A and on Palm Coast Parkway. Um, you can come in there from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Sunday morning to stop by and see some more adoptable dogs and our volunteers and maybe adopt a new best friend there as well. Um, also, July is ending, sadly, so August is coming. Um, until July 31st, we are doing our Empty the Shelters event with Bissell. Um, so we have $25 adult cats and $50 adult dogs until July 31st. And then August 1st, starting August 1st, we're doing another promotion. It's called Clear the Shelters. So we're going from Empty the Shelters to Clear the Shelters. We're trying to get all the animals home. Um, so August 1st, that's starting. Make sure to check our social medias for the promotion prices and the different events that we will be starting August 1st. We're really excited, and we hope you guys follow along. Yes, and being Saturday, be sure you stop. Be sure to stop by our Shots Clinic. We have a Shots Clinic every Saturday from 1 to 3. No appointment needed. Uh, it's for wellness checks, rabies shots, heartworm tests, anything that you can do preventative or a wellness check for your dog. Come on down to the shelter. We'll be here 1 to 3. And we have a flyer with our prices listed. Shots range anywhere from $12.99 to $20.99. 
Yes, it's a great opportunity to get some low-cost vet care if you need it. Um, We also have Toenail Tuesdays on Tuesdays. Any pet is $15, and you can get your um, pet's toenails clipped, get them a potty cure. Just to add to that too, Caitlin. (laughs) Just to add to that too, Caitlin, on Mondays we have Microchip Monday. It's from 12 to 3 every Monday. Free microchipping. Just come on down to the shelter. No appointment needed. We'll get you a form to fill out and we'll get your dog microchipped, which is another way to keep your pet uh, safe. Uh, Microchips are are a terrific investment to have. And and what's even better is these are free. Uh, You just would pay for the membership and it's a very low cost. I believe it's $25. So microchip Monday from 12 to 3. Toenail Tuesday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Again, no appointment needed. So we have a lot of really cool events for the community at the shelter. Very low cost. So come on down and uh, we'll, get you, we'll get you squared away. Yes. And make sure to check our social medias for all those different times and events. We really hope to see you there. And thank you guys for supporting the Black Lake Humane Society. Yes. Have a great Saturday, everyone. Have a great Saturday.